Monsieur Legado is a 47-year-old mother and farmer. She used to struggle carrying heavy buckets of water on her head, trying to keep her crops alive. More often than not, her efforts were in vain. The dry season is getting longer and longer here in Comde village, in Wake commune in northwestern Benin. Climate change is making farming more and more difficult. A new solar-powered irrigation system, paid for in part with funds gathered from taxes on the importation of second-hand cars, plastics and other polluting goods, is setting to be a game-changer for this community, and Mrs Gardo is overjoyed. For a long time we were watering our crops by hand. Oh, how our backs hurt, how our sides hurt, said Mrs Gardo in the local Lukpa language. She's waving her arms to emphasise the pains she's suffered. Her nose is scrunched up at the brow. Now we have running water, she continues. She's beaming. She's standing in front of a series of perforated tubes that, with the assistance of a solar-powered pump, shoot water high into the air no matter the season, and without Mrs Gardo having to lift a single bucket. With the earnings I expect to make, she says, I'm going to pay for my children to go to school so they can advance and progress in their studies. She proudly adds that her eldest of eight children is 25 and studying mathematics at university in Benin's second city, Paraku. The irrigation project is one of a series of investments realised with climate finance channelled through the Local Climate Adaptive Living Facility, or LOCAL. The project includes funding from nationally derived resources, eco-taxes levied by the government. In Benin, imports of items deemed to have a high negative impact on the environment are subject to an eco-tax. This includes second-hand vehicles, tyres and clinker, a component of cement production, as well as disposable plastic packaging. Part of these eco-tax earnings have been directed to Comde village, where Mrs Gardo lives. They've been added to funds from external donors, such as the African Development Bank, and using Locals' mechanism for performance-based climate resilience grants, the money has been channelled to local governments to finance projects that help the community to adapt to the impacts of climate change. Human-induced climate change is causing widespread and dangerous changes to our climate and to our environment. Increasingly alarming reports have been issued by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the UN body for assessing the science. In Comde, as in much of the forested zone of West Africa, the impacts of climate change are most clearly displayed in the changes to rainfall patterns. It makes life difficult for this agrarian community. Farmers here use handheld hoes and picks to plant, harvest and grow crops according to traditional rhythms. There's no automation, no tractor. Farming here is small scale and hard work. Komi Kobeu is the head of the Technical Services Division and Agricultural Focal Point for the Mairie or Town Council of Wake Commune. When the local team arrived, they talked to us about climate change and we saw that the problem that we have in that regard is the increasingly long dry season, says Mr Kobiu. Perhaps, we thought, 
This is an opportunity to address the water problem and ensure that the market gardeners have access to water for their production, he says. Comde village is lucky. It already has a dam that ensures that the village is never completely without water. But as the reservoir retracts through the dry season, bringing that water to farmland becomes more and more difficult. Those that could purchased small petrol-powered generators that would, in past years, thrum and churn out fumes as they struggled to pump the muddy water from the edges of the reservoir onto their crops about 50 metres away. Today, that's all been replaced. A simple network of pipes deliver reservoir water to the hand-tilled land. A solar-powered pump pushes it through perforated tubes, sprinkling the freshly dug earth with water like rain. Huge water-filled basins stand hip-high among the fields, very useful for easy filling of buckets and watering cans to top up crops with extra water. Some 16 farmers in Comde are benefiting from this project, along with 16 more in the neighbouring community, Wakete. Each supports an extended family with the produce from their fields. This irrigation project is one of a series of investments in Benin, financed through the local mechanism, which was designed by UN Capital Development Fund over 10 years ago. Since 2019, Funding systematically blends national-derived resources from eco-taxes, levied by the central government, with funds from donors, in this instance, the African Development Bank's Africa Climate Change Fund. The government of Benin is taking a polluter-pays approach to tackling the climate crisis by levying a small percentage of flat fee against polluting imports. For example, Two- and three-wheeled motorised vehicles, such as motorbikes and tuk-tuks, incur an import charge of 300 sefer, or about 50 US cents. Taxis and small vans are subject to a similar charge of 500 sefer, just under a dollar, while heavy vehicles pay 3,000 sefer, or five dollars. For tyres, an import charge of half of 1% is levied, while single-use plastic bags are levied with a quarter of a percentage charge. Even tobacco products incur an eco-tax levy. The amounts might seem small, but they add up. Speaking from Benin's bustling port city of Cotonou, Apollinaire Gnamvi, Director General of the National Fund for Environment and Climate, explains the thinking behind the government's eco-taxes. Why have we chosen eco-taxes, he says? It's part of the polluter-pays approach, so that the polluters go some way towards addressing the negative impacts of their goods. The funds are used as reparations and go towards climate-compatible projects to redress the damage that they've caused to the environment, says Mr Glanvi. Funds are then channelled to local governments for spending on adaptation activities identified by the communities. Mr Glanvi credits the development and implementation of eco-taxes with securing Benin's accreditation with the Green Climate Fund in 2019, an application supported by the locale facility. The eco-tax experience is a unique one, continues Mr Gnamvi, that has permitted us to regulate and rapidly address the environmental and climate problem. 
This was an audio version of an article produced by the UN Capital Development Fund. For more stories illustrating how communities are adapting to climate change with locale across 34 countries in Africa, Asia, the Caribbean and Pacific, go to uncdf.org forward slash local.